I'm Elena. And I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie! A dalliance through Riverdale. This is our weekly Riverdale fan cast. We uh, watch the episode, we record it right afterward. And uh, while this is our third episode, it's the first one we're recording. Yes. Because after is. watching episode three, we decided this needs to be a thing. Yes. We did. I mean, this really only became an idea a few hours ago, too. <laughs> but we are making it happen. So, yeah, let's talk about Chapter 3, Body Double, uh, directed by Lee Toland Krieger, written by Yolanda E. Lawrence. As always, we start with sort of a, a recap of the events of the episode. So what happened? So much shit! <laughs> we... we are, of course, in the middle of of the murder investigation. Yeah, Cheryl got arrested. That was last week's cliffhanger. Yes. And it turns out that when she said she was guilty, she wasn't uh, confessing to murder. No, just that she was part of a conspiracy with her brother for him yeah. to run away. His plan was to skip town, and she was supposed to tell everybody he drowned. After... Spending these months, I guess, trading on the social capital of having a dead brother. Now she has to deal with having a real dead brother. Oh, well, she also mentions the gu- the gunfire. Yeah. Which then makes Archie come forward. He finally confesses. He half confesses where he was that day. He, he was at the river with his dog. I wish he was. I would rather he was at the river with his dog. Yeah, and he heard the gunfire. Yes, then he, then he, his dad doesn't understand, and he gets grounded for being out and about and doing music things. Mm-hmm. Which does not stop him from being out and about and doing more music things. No. But I the big plot, the big story, yes. is that Veronica has a date with the football captain. Yes, Chuck. Chuck. Is Chuck from the comics? I believe so. All right. I believe there's a character by the name of Chuck. Minor, Chuck Doyle. Minor character Chuck Doyle steps out of the shadows. Yes. And after their date, where they just make out a bit like teenagers do. In a car. In a car. Yeah. Apparently, there's this really weird social media harassment in Riverdale. Yes. Where you post a picture of someone covered in maple syrup, and that means I totally hit that? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And. It's like a weird maple syrup filter that's just over the person's face. Is it supposed to represent semen? I think so. All right. I think it's supposed to be semen. That's that's what the like metaphor is there. Maple I love syrup this show. Is semen. I love this show. <laughs> Were you questioning that like the whole time? Is that what that's supposed to be? Like it was pretty obvious. I was questioning it for a second and then I just had to roll with it because things kept <laughs> going. Like you do not disrespect Veronica Lodge. No, she, she ain't taking that shit. She for this. No. So she barges into the men's locker room. Yes. They're, they're ding-dongs left, right, and center. She does not pay no mind. Nope, nope, nope. Though Betty is like, I don't want <laughs> yeah. to see. I am blocking my view, horse it's, blinders. It's one of those wonderful yin-yang Betty and Veronica moments. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Archie's just like, what? 
are you yeah, doing here? Archie's in the scene for a half a second, but they have other football they got boys. Other things to do. And she confronts him, and he's a complete dick. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to bring down the whole weight of vengeance that me as a wealthy, privileged person has. Like, you want to talk about privileged? I'm the football captain in a small town. Bring it. Mm-hmm. It's it's social capital versus social capital. Yeah. Head to head. Yep. Waging war. <laughs> Meanwhile, Betty, this this ties mm-hmm. into a few of the plots. Yes. Betty is resurrecting the school newspaper yes. because her tyrant of a mother. Oh my God, her mother. Is abusing her power at the like legitimate adult newspaper. That apparently her family owns. <laughs> yeah. Why don't the mantles own it? That is non-canonical. Thank you very much. And so she's all like, we're going to start the school paper back up and we're going to tell the truth mm-hmm. and get down to the real story and so she like, recruits Jughead. Jughead is is going off and doing a long form investigation into the murder. His novel mm-hmm. is now newspaper work. Yeah. Yeah. Both at the same time Truman Capote style. Yeah. <laughs> Which again they explicitly call out. <laughs> but yeah, Betty's big investigation is this Sexual harassment, slut shaming ring. Yes, that the football team is participating in, and finding out that it has happened to multiple people mm-hmm. within the school, and bringing them together to to go on record, to go on record, stand up and be brave. Yeah, which is where we f- we get Ethel, Big Ethel, Ethel Muggs. Yes, she makes her debut today. She does, and she states her story. Cheryl comes in to try to, like, slut-shame them more. Yeah. And then they're like, hold up. I love Cheryl so much. I love her. Yes. (laughs) But not for the slut-shaming, right? No, no, I love to hate Cheryl. Let's be – I think we've been very clear. I think she's the most wonderful kind of awful. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay, you've all been harassed. That's great. My brother's dead. (laughs) So I know the real pain. Y'all got nothing to complain about. You just your life is a living hell. Well, I have a dead brother. I can't believe she uses she finds every possible chance to rub people's faces in that. Oh, you like grilled cheese? Well, I have a dead, dead brother. brother. He can't eat grilled cheese. You must love me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Veronica tells her off. They find out that there is a scorebook where they're keeping score because it's like a game and they decide that they need to like get this scorebook so mm-hmm. they have like actual evidence to take to the principal about this. Yeah. Then under the cover of darkness, <laughs> they go to be- get it. There's a B&V B&E. And, and so, well, Ethel and Veronica and Betty and Kevin? Kevin was there. Kevin's Kevin was, always Kevin's there. Kevin's always there. I love Kevin. Kevin's one of the girls. Uh, so Kevin was there, and then Cheryl shows up and is all, like, giving them crap. But then they find the book, and Brother's name is in there. And, yeah. And she's all like, he was part co-captain. He wouldn't have been a part of this. He would have stopped. This isn't real. And, and they're it's like, right look, there. It's right there. There. In blue ballpoint. He was keeping score. He was doing the he same got business. points. He got points for Polly. Polly. Betty's sister, Polly. Now, this is where Betty goes off. If there's one thing we've learned in these three short weeks, you say nothing about Polly or the the repressed Wolverine within Betty Cooper will be unleashed upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Betty's just waiting to, like, kill. 
that plot, the plot of that thing, I feel like we need to just stick with that plot for right now. Yes. Well, she decides that they need to, like, get a confession and an apology at the same yeah. time. Because uh, leading to this point, Veronica's been taking charge. We're going to hit him. We're going to hit him hard. It's time to go dark. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Betty's like, yeah, I'll see that and then raise you once Polly's in the mix. Yeah. So she goes and, like, seduces Chuck. Chuck, who's clearly a moron. Such a freaking moron. Like, that's totally a setup, dude. And you're like, yeah, I'll go meet you at Ethel's house. Someone else's house? Yeah. She's got a hot tub? Sure. And so he goes there and Veronica greets him. And like in her swimsuit that I'm sure you've if you've been watching the previews we finally get that one piece swimsuit. She's all like, "Hey, Chuck, seduce, seduce, seduce," <laughs> and then Betty comes out like implications and, of threesome. Yes, yes. But she's like in a black wig and like a bra and very unBetty like. Yeah, and she even says like when she comes out, Betty couldn't make it. I'm here. Yeah. What's up yeah. with that? Yeah. Weird, weird. And so then they get him, like, all in the hot tub, and she, like, drugs his drink. She she says something about lowered inhibitions. So with muscle relaxers and alcohol, it's like a high school truth serum. Yes, and then they handcuff what? him to the hot tub, and she starts turning up the freaking temperature and says something about, like, boiling a pig. <laughs> and, and he's just... Veronica's videoing this, and she's like, you know, tell tell them what actually happened, what actually happened. He says, eventually admits that they just made out, and Veronica's like, great, got what we need. And then Veronica, or then Betty mm-hmm. puts her high heeled chewed foot on his head and starts <laughs> to try to drown him. Yes, and then she just starts pouring syrup over him while talking about. Jason, you need to apologize for what you did to me, me as being Polly. And shit's weird. Like, I love this scene because, like, okay, cranking up the heat on him to to boil his insides and, and scare him, that's one thing. Starting to shove his head in the water. Oh, we're approaching a line. Making his head a bit sticky, that's what crosses the line? <laughs> it's just syrup, he's already in water, it will come out. I don't understand, I don't understand the syrup. And then like, meanwhile, like, Ethel's like, peeking in and just smiling oh, at all this. Oh, she is loving this. <laughs> and so Veronica keeps telling her to stop, and then eventually she stops. The next morning, Betty stayed up like, all night and wrote this paper yeah, wrote the expose. The expose. And she's like, Veronica says, like, can can we talk about what happened last night? And she's like, what are you talking about? You went batshit crazy. You talked about being Polly. I, I don't remember that. No, that, that's call, not how you it You called happened. him Jason. I didn't call him I, Jason. I mean, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then they get called into the principal office. Yeah. Because they're like, you shouldn't have gone about it this way. Yeah, they they get disciplined for their after-hours vigilantism. Yes. But not as badly as the football team. They're all, like... Thrown off. They're de-footballed. They're de-footballed. Which, according to Jughead, will have grave consequences in the coming weeks. What? 
I, I imagine the Division B playoffs are going to have like human sacrifice or, or yeah. something. They're going to be very high stakes for these football games. Yeah. And then other things that happened in the episode. Yes. So, so that's the A plot. The B plot, you want to talk about Jughead's investigation? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So we know from two sources, Cheryl and Archie's both probably only half true confessions mm-hmm. that there is a gunshot this morning. Yes. And so Jughead realizes, you know, who else was at the river? Nobody's talked too much. Dilton Doily and his adventure scouts. Yes. Now, Dilton was in like one second of the first episode. Uh-huh, you saw him with his scouts on like a cliff. Which I thought was perfect. That's exactly who this dweeb would be. Give him this dweeby <laughs> hobby. I say this as an Eagle Scout, all with love. Except for the organization's policies regarding LGBT youth and adults, but that's a different podcast. They're they're taking steps. They just they can take a hell of a lot more steps. They they did just uh, allow uh, transgender youth. I don't know how that is about adults still, but they can take a lot more steps. Oh yes. So apparently, we we find Dilton in the middle of some drill. I never Mm -hmm. did drills as a kid, and it's something. We, we join him in mid-sentence saying something about, uh, and it will save your life or or you will die, something yeah. like that. I don't know. I was a leader for a few years. That never came up in, in my program. Really? That came up a lot in mine. Yeah, only for Here's like- Here's how you don't die from hypothermia. I taught like a whole section on how not to die in the cold. He was not teaching first aid. <laughs> so uh, Jughead gives him the, the icy stare yes. with his sunken eyes yes. and his- uh, gray sweater. Oh, that boy. It's a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, in that scene. Yeah. Outdoors, it's a hoodie. But some, you know my green sweater? He's got sort of a gray version of just that. But you don't own sweaters. I will get it from the drawer. I would love for you to get it from the drawer because I have no idea what you're talking about. Please show me what this is. It's just a very plain, thin sweater like this. That is a long sleeve thermal shirt. That's not a sweater. Well, it's <laughs> Therm- Yes, a thermal shirt is what he's wearing, not a sweater. A thermal shirt is a lot like a sweater. It's a shirt. It is so are thin. Sweaters. It is thin. It is not it wo- thin. It's not like woven it with is yarn. Not with yarn, but with thinner things. What I have on right now, this is a sweater. That is not appreciably thicker. Yes, it is. My God. This is all good. <laughs> no, it's not. I think we should talk about how you do not know what a sweater is. <sighs> Sex Archie, raw and uncut. <laughs> Just like Archie. Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to see Archie's foreskin? I hope not. It's the CW after all. <laughs> Maybe you should cut that. <laughs> like out of the thing. Not like his foreskin. <laughs> I love the show. <laughs> We're talking about Jughead. We're talking about Jughead. So, talking to Dilton. So he's grilling Dilton, and Dil- Dilton's like, hey, I didn't hear no gunshots. I didn't see- He's like, okay, did you see anything unusual? And he starts listing birds. <laughs> like, that's some sort of power move. And then Jughead but notices. He notices one of the scouts is shifty-eyed. Shifty-eyed. Like, I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't I need to, I need to go away. So later in Pops- uh, he, he hops the booth, steals that kid's uh, Sunday. Sunday. Well, his dad's paying the bill. 
<laughs> Jughead, you're my hero. And just eats it while asking him, like, why were y'all shifty-eyed? What do you know? It turns out, Dilton Doily, the dweebiest nerdo AV club kid in the history of comic books, is a prepper nut who's, like, teaching <laughs> them all to defend themselves against, like, the, the oncoming feds. The future apocalypse, you need to be ready. You need to be ready for the UN brown shirts coming after you, <laughs> I guess. It's amazing. And that's when we decided we need to make Sex Archie. Yeah, that this was. This show. Yeah, yeah. That was really the deciding moment. I love that Jughead didn't seem too, like, surprised by this. Kind of no. like, ah, oh, that makes sense. We, we mentioned the, the slight C-plot C with uh, Archie is now collaborating with Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. Who are playing Taste of Riverdale because they have to play a song every episode. Yes. So that is where Jughead meets Dilton again. Yes. And it's like, I know you lied. And apparently, I don't know what state Riverdale is in, but just like possession of a rifle in the woods has got Dilton shaken in his boots. He's underage. Okay, there's that. And I bet he didn't go about getting it legally. Well, no, that's how they know where to find you. Yeah, so that's why he's shaking in his boots. <laughs> so he's like, okay, here's a deal. I'm going to go to the cops or you're going to tell me everything you know for my private investigation. So that's when Dilton shows up at the school newspaper office, the blue and gold. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, you don't print about the gun if I give you a better story. Bum, bum, bum. I... Saw Miss Grundy's car at the river. Which, on the one hand, is a kind of underwhelming reveal, because, like, yeah, we knew from the first five minutes of the show. But that means... But it means they can't keep the the, the cats out of the bag. Jughead can't, like, Jughead can't protect Archie anymore. He can't protect him. He wants to, but he can't. And, like, (laughs) Betty's there, and she heard, and she's not going to let that go. So uh, we're going to get some some sweet Grundy stuff coming up soon. Yeah. Well, and we also, in this episode, we did get um, Archie's dad talking to Miss Grundy. Yeah. She was very uncomfortable for all that. I think Archie's dad wants to bang Miss Grundy. I think it go- runs in the family. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But he, he did find out that his son is talented and he came around and he soundproofed the garage so Archie could practice while grounded. And it was very sweet. It was very sweet. Betty's mom is a psycho. Man, she was like throwing back the drinks. <laughs> Betty's mom continues to be an awful person. Yeah. The, the scene where she just wipes the, the, lipstick. the lipstick off. Uh, and then she like throws back the shot after like multiple other drinks and like harassing mm-hmm. the Blossoms. Oh, they, they get in a slap oh, fight yeah, in yeah. the middle of Mama Taste Blossoms, of Riverdale. Like, punches her. Yeah. It's a teen drama. It's a drama about teens. Why are the adults so much more dramatic? It's delicious. It's insane. (laughs) The line she said to Hermione Lodge, though, was so ice cold. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you even know what's going on in your daughter's life? The the things people say about her, they call it slut shaming now. That's what happens when sluts get shamed. What? (gasps) What? You're an adult woman. You are an adult woman. And And then she throws back the, like, pink shot. A second one. A second one. Because she already did one. Like, my God. Uh, this episode has so many things I love about this show. This very young three-episode show. 
So predictions. I'd like to go first. Okay. Don't think Polly is real. I think Polly is a split personality. I yeah. think when we eventually meet Polly, it will just be Betty's actress in a dual role. It'll be... That's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yes. It seemed like some sort of, of mental break in the hot tub scene. And the only person who's seen Polly now is Veronica. Veronica's from out of town. She doesn't know Jack about these people from before three weeks ago. Yeah. I think Polly's fake. I think Polly is a uh, figment of Betty's stress repressed self. Yeah. Maybe. And that's why her mom's always pressuring her to not be Polly. Because she is Polly. And that's why Betty has never been able to visit Polly. Yeah. It makes you wonder, though, about why everyone else talks about Polly, though. Like, she's another person. Small towns. We're all in this together. It takes a village. Yeah. 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 Jason's disappearance totally was involved in, like, the cult in the woods. Yeah. You think there's there's definitely a cult in the woods? Okay. Yeah. To a cult in the woods. We're we're still leaning on that? Yes. I'm still totally leaning on that. Like, (laughs) there was, like, voodoo stuff happening with his body. We've got our predictions in. So we've got our predictions in. How about uh, our favorite pop culture reference? There were these kids are so well read. <laughs> Mine was Archie sneaking in and his dad saying Ferris. <laughs> Hello, Ferris. Hello, Ferris. That was my favorite. <laughs> that that's good. That's good. I'm going to go away from the how the heck have these 14 year olds read this? And go into Chuck's Chuck calling himself too fast, too furious. Because <laughs> that's believable. Yeah. <laughs> and some sort of idiot meathead like him would think that sounds hot and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Now it's true to character. All right. So before we get to the outshot where we talk about the preview, let's it's time for learn. To learn? It's time to learn. Okay. So let's let's talk about a, a panels to screen translation. This episode introduced Ethel Muggs, mm-hmm. sometimes known as Big Ethel. As our Archie Comics expert, uh-huh. what are some of your favorite Ethel moments from the books? Well, Ethel is is known in the comics as being Jughead's sometimes girlfriend. She's like Jughead's chipette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, she's absolutely obsessed with Jughead mm-hmm. and, like, all all in love with him. But he goes back and forth and kind of take it or leave it. Yeah, because she's um, not a burger. Because she's not a burger. She's very tall, very skinny, and yeah, very she, awkward she's, and very... She's called Big Ethel because she's, like, seven feet tall. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, like, a lanky giant. <laughs> She's the Julius Irving of Riverdale. <laughs> I think some of my favorite things with her in the comics is just how much like she does not care mm-hmm. about other people's opinions and she walks to her own beat. And like that's seen a lot in um the anytime they're at the beach. <laughs> Cause you got Betty and Veronica in their little like cute bikinis, and then Ethel's there in like bloomers and a swim cap <laughs> and is just like, whatevs! Ethel don't give no fuck. No. And I love it. <laughs> but, like, she has no problem with it. So, Ethel in Riverdale, uh-huh. we haven't seen much of. No. I, I hope she comes back more. Yes. For one thing, she never mentions or meets Jughead at all. No. So that's not an element yet, at least. No. She's not particularly large in any dimension? No. She's just an average person. 
Although in the scorebook, she's listed as a big girl. And I'm like, what are these football kids, like, definitions? What are you even talking about? Yeah. She seems, like, very sweet and very nice. But, but the way she smile. was, like, peeking through the door with such a smile on her face is, like, he's getting tortured makes me concerned. Smiling at the tub torture, there's there's a dark side to Ethel. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she sticks around more. Yes. I would like a, her uh, interaction with her and Jughead. I would like more Jughead. I still can't put my finger on him. That's why we haven't done him in the uh, the page to screen segment yet. So, I guess with that, we're down to talking about the preview for next week. Yeah. Let, let's... Which, oh my god. It's it is grundyful as you were you were saying as you were hoping. <laughs> okay, so my only problem with this show is that I wanted Miss Grundy to be old like she is in the comic, and I wanted her to be played by Maggie Smith, and I wanted Archie to still get that. <laughs> I wanted hot sex Archie with Maggie Smith, Miss Grundy. I'm not getting that, but that preview. Gave us like Miss Grundy is supposed to be old, and she just dis- this Miss Grundy disappeared years ago. Who's this Miss Grundy? Yeah, what did she murder her? Maybe she's a, a clone. Maybe it's time travel. Maybe she murdered her and hid her body in the attic, and she's like posing as Miss. How did no one else know? Yeah, identity theft. Like what? I want to know. Like, I'm thinking it might just be identity theft or she's some sort of grandchild. But I can hope that, like... I want murder. Miss Grundy found the fountain of youth and and then restarted her life or something. Yes. Maybe she went and visited the cult in the woods and they turned back time. (laughs) This cult that's only been brought up by Alice Cooper waving sage around in Betty's room. (laughs) We're we're taking it as as given. It exists. All right. And I... That's my other, like, prediction, is that if it's not murder, Miss Grundy went to the cult and, like, was given the fountain of youth. And so, really, Archie is doing, like, Maggie Smith, Miss Grundy. It's just, like, in a young body. Okay. She's old, wise mind. So, I I guess we covered everything from Chapter 3, Body Double. Yeah, I think so. All right, then, from us here at Sex Archie. Hashtag justice for Ethel. Break it down, come on! And you got me, and you got me, and you got me!